Welcome back to the show, everybody. We got a lot to talk about today. I got Kenji with me. I'm going to speed right through this. We we know you watched those college football playoff semifinal games. We're going to talk about that. We have NFL Week 18 coming up right on deck. A lot of great football to be played. The national championship is on Monday. Let's jump right into this thing. All right. You heard the intro. We had a lot of great football to talk about. And who better to talk it with than my best friend, Kenji? How you doing, dude? Uh, my horrible and always wrong opinions are doing great today. They are doing great today. I'm sure we'll hear they a couple more of those. Uh, I'm how sure about I have a whole basket full of terrible opinions. I'm sure you have a ton ready to go yeah. on the docket today. Um, well, we'll lead in with this. We know you watched those semifinal games on on Monday, New Year's Day. Happy New Year, everybody, too. Um, oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. Michael Penix Jr. was the best player on the field in that Sugar Bowl. Not not particularly close, in my opinion. Quinn Ewers was a really high-rated uh, prospect coming out of high school. He was committed to Ohio State and transferred to Texas. And it wasn't particularly close. He got outclassed by Penix. In pretty much every way you can think of as a passer. Uh, I think there was a statistic, uh, statistic in the third quarter where Ewers had like 100-something yards passing and Penix had 130 yards passing in the third quarter alone. Um, and I think it was like Ewers was like 9 for 18. Like his completion percentage was like 50% something and Penix was like in the 70, 80, I think even high, high 80s. Right. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, Penix just... And not to say that Texas doesn't have weapons because they do. They were the number two team, two two or three team in the playoff for a reason. They were legit. Uh, they have weapons that have just committed to the draft. Xavier Worthy's going to the draft. They had another receiver that we were looking up. Um, but Penix just outclassed everybody on that field. The throws he was making, he's able to step into those throws because he's got some NFL draft guys on that offensive line. He's got Dylan Johnson, great running back, and Roma Dunze over there running routes on the outside, who will be the number two receiver taken in April's draft, right behind Marvin Harrison Jr., wherever he may go. Adunze will be number two. Um, but I it wasn't particularly close. I mean, I watched that game with you, Kenji. Give me your thoughts on, on Penix and, I guess, how he didn't win the Heisman and where he'll go in the draft. Well, as you know, I don't watch a whole ton of college football. So I can't give like a fair opinion because I don't. I've never really watched. I I've never watched Jaden Daniels play football, right? Like I didn't care for LSU, never really have, and so I can't say that. Oh, it's crazy he didn't win, but it's hard for me to believe that a quarterback was making that type of throws, and wasn't even didn't even have a single vote. I mean, I must. I have to go watch Jaden Daniels play just so I feel somewhat less lost but i i swear i've watched Penix play i guess sometime in the last couple of years and i remember just not being impressed with him <laughs> but then so i i expected this game to be terrible i was like how is this guy that i pretty sure i watched a couple years ago play he was super mid lefties you know they have a thing for that they don't really have an arm usually i mean the past lefty quarterbacks we've had are tua tua's arm is i mean surprisingly Better than everyone expects, but it doesn't wow you, right? He's he's a he's a great timing quarterback. He's smart. He's he makes the right throws. That's he makes the reads, right? He's not a I'm gonna fit it in a tight corner. He's like I'm gonna pick the right spot to throw it into. That's what makes right. him great. Kellen Moore 
that guy was just terrible at quarterback, right? I mean, that guy couldn't throw a ball anywhere. He looked like an idiot throwing the ball, too. Yep. And then you had Tim Tebow. Tebow. Tim Tebow was just like, that guy picked the wrong position to play, right? That guy could have probably been a great defensive player, honestly. He probably could have been a great linebacker. That guy's built. He's athletic. He's smart. He gives great speeches. I mean, I would say if Tim Tebow picked a different career, a different position, I think he would have had a better NFL career. But he's doing great things now, so I don't think he'd change anything for and I think he did a good job anyway. But and then you get like Michael Vick, right? Like of the past yeah. lefty quarterbacks that come to name. And we said he's the closest thing to Michael Vick that we've ever seen from a throwing standpoint, because no lefties have an arm like him, can sling it like him. And the way I mean, it almost reminded me of like a Lamar throw where it's just so effortless, right? It's just a flick of a wrist. But I was more impressed with how, like, when I see Lamar, I don't want to keep ranting. but there like, you go. I'm impressed by Lamar. Like, Lamar's great. But, like, when he throws, I don't think he makes the throws that Penix did. Like, those, like that tight um, throw up the seam that Penix made for a touchdown. You know what I'm talking sure. about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm going to choose to ignore your Lamar Jackson, like, it's not a hatred. I'm just saying. I'm comparing it. I said I, no. I, I haven't seen something like that in a while, like ever, from a lefty quarterback. So I'm just going to choose to ignore your, throw your it up comment that team. out of ignorance. Okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but I mean, I I agree because we were watching that game, and you haven't watched that much college football, but you watched Penix throw some balls down the field, and you're like, that he throws like Michael Vick, and. I I can see it. We're we're both big baseball guys, and I spend a lot of time like watching pitching mechanics. And you watch how they both throw the football, very similar. Like Vic has very much like a sling kind of arm action. Like his arm, his elbow comes so far forward before his wrist. Same thing with Penix. Like you can just see it. Like the arm just snaps. It is such a it's a laser throw. There was a, a throw he made uh, right down the heart of the field in between two Texas defenders on it. Like there was such a tight window, had to throw a missile, and he did right on target. Touchdown Washington, and it just wasn't particularly close for me watching him play. I was like, his draft stock is going through the roof. I went and looked up the Heisman voting for this year, so um, wasn't as lopsided as I originally thought. Jaden Daniels had uh, 503 first place votes. Uh, and 2,029 total points. Michael Penix was second, 292 first-place votes, and 1,700 total points. So about 400 points behind uh, Daniels, um, and he received about 200 less first-place votes. Uh, regardless, though, I just, I mean, I think Penix showed yesterday why he's the best. He was He's maybe the best quarterback in the country right now um, in terms of college football. I mean, he will not go 1-1 because he doesn't whoa, have the ceiling. Whoa, whoa, Talk about a hot take. He doesn't have the ceiling uh, that of Caleb Williams, Drake May, those guys. But with the receiving core that he has and the rhythm that he's going through, the progression, you can see how well he's seeing the field. You can look, We can watch him play. And he just the way he looks at the field, the throws he's making, he just is seeing everything so well. I think it's easy to say Penix is – one of, if not the top quarterback in the country right now, and his draft stock is skyrocketing. And if he has a great game on Monday, I could easily foresee him going in the top five in the draft. Easily. I think so. You are you are saying a lot of things right now. I'm saying a lot of things. But listen, you know that... Top uh, five? Are you kidding me? Michael Penix to, like, the Saints, 
like Chris, like Michael Penix to Chris Olave, elite connection. I'm just saying. All and right, all right. I'm just saying that'll feed families there in New Orleans. <laughs> it will. Top five? Are you are you kidding me? That is I mean, uh... top ten. He'll easily go top ten in my opinion. But I could see if he has top a great 10. game. Okay, if he has a great game in a massive spot. He'll go top five. He will. He'll he'll leapfrog a couple. There's guys. no way. There is no way. I th- I could see I could see a reality in which he goes above. Teams Jayden are way Daniels. more impressed with Jaden Daniels. Though. That's the thing is, people are more intrigued by Jaden Daniels than by Penix. Jaden Daniels Penix has older. been in college for freaking forever. I, I guess I guess Penix is too. Penix is twenty three, uh, but still I don't I, know. I, I just like, don't believe in Jaden Daniels. It's just whenever I do any listening or studying when it comes to the draft, it's it's always Jaden Daniels three. Then it's a confusion of who's number four. I think Penix made himself the four, but I think teams just are still just more impressed with whatever Jaden Daniels put on tape. Which again, I don't know what that is because I've never watched him play. Because I don't really like watching college football. <laughs> I'm gonna get you with two. But, but I don't know, man. I top ten's crazy. I think he'll go. He's a definitely. I think he's locked down first round after that game. And if he and if he balls out this championship game. Maybe his stock does rise a little bit, but I think he's if he know. balls out, if he has like three hundred yards passing, two touchdowns a pick, or three touchdowns a pick, he he'll easily I think he leapfrogs Jaden Daniels and he goes at number three. Because we know the order of quarterbacks. Caleb Williams, Drake May, and then Jaden Daniels probably right now. I don't know where Bo Nix lies, but Penix has got to be right there next to him. And everybody I, I think everyone's gonna be surprised just how many quarterbacks don't actually end up going in the first round. You think so? I because like like the very like a couple months ago, I was seeing that like all like five of these quarterbacks like McCarthy, Bonix, um, Daniels, Penix, McCarthy um, too. Wow. Yeah, all of them were like projected to go in the first round, and then they they disappeared. Right? Like, yeah. They've kind of dropped off because a the O line talent in this draft is off the charts, and so. There's just a kajillion tackles and kajillion guards that people want that are fantastic. If they're if they were taken last year, they'd be one of the highest rated linemen. But this year, they're like third rank because mm. there's just so many good ones. So, in that sense, I think there might not be that many quarterbacks taken. Like, I don't think there'll be six. I think maybe four, maybe five. I don't know. I'm really, I'm really but, sorry. I'm really sorry. Oh my gosh! I'm really sorry. I, ha- I like there's. I don't see a way. We talk about it all the time. How bad quarterback play is in the National Football League. We talk about it all it's the time. It's not like JJ McCarthy's that good. That guy's stat line after for no. Michigan against no, Alabama is a joke. All right, we watched that game. That guy did not make one throw. I was impressed at. I don't disagree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. No I way. Think- someone's like, I'm gonna spend my first round pick on that guy. I. I disagree with that. I, I'm not. I'm not saying JJ McCarthy blows the, me away or should be an immediate first round pick. But we saw how bad we see every week how bad the quarterback plays every week. That we had Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor and you know what's the. Uh, Do you think JJ McCarthy's better than like a Jake Browning? I don't. Know, Jake Browning did his job overall. I don't know. Right? I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, I think he's quarterbacks like than him, but like. Quarterbacks I don't know. are it's the key. It's a lot key. harder to play quarterback in the NFL, right? We see this all the time. If you have the quarterback right and maybe a good offensive coach, you can win a lot of games. We see it with C.J. Stroud. They have a defensive coach. 
But C.J. Stroud came in and flipped that thing right around, and everybody, including you, were out on C.J. Stroud last year. And th- it was the same thing as Herbert. Same thing as Herbert. I remember. Don't lie to me. I'm pointing right at the camera. You're I, I looking thought Herbert away from was terrible. Camera. I thought Herbert was terrible. Yeah, you thought Herbert was. Everybody a, said was he was going to be terrible. Yeah, you said so. I'm just saying. I think there's a there's a there's a way that five quarterbacks go in the first round, if not six. Um, and I think teams will be like Lamar Jackson went pick 32 in his first round. Like he and he's because he wasn't a good quarterback the, in college. It's because he wasn't a good won, quarterback. He, he was a great runner. He won the Heisman. Because he runs around. He won the Heisman. So did Jamie Daniels. And Daniels I don't know. I, don't know. I've never, I don't know. I haven't watched Jamie Daniels, so I can't say anything about Jamie Daniels. Daniels is going three, and Lamar goes 32, and you think that that makes perfect sense. I did, it's I changed. I the league has changed. Whatever. If hey. Lamar was in the draft today, he probably would be top five pick. All right. Because they're right. better at not being idiots. Like They used to take running backs number two overall back then. Okay. You're, I mean, the Giants did take Saquon two or three, whatever. They that did, was, and but. yes, he's great, but yeah, not a not a good call. Saquon was a generational running back, but he's not anymore. Yeah. Okay. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if they, if Kajillion quarterbacks go. Should they? No. Because I would say Bo Nix, Jijin uh, McCarthy are more like a Kenny Pickett type of a pick. I think they're definitely second or third round talents. I don't disagree yeah, like with that. They're they're like yeah. you take them, you wouldn't be like, oh, I can't wait to have this guy on my team. But it's like almost like a, almost like a Will Levis last year too. Like oh, like well, now he's the only one left on the board. Because that's what happened with Kenny Pickett, right? That year was him and Desmond Ritter, and both who's forward, both stink. Uh, who's the the Titans' backup quarterback? Malik Willis. Malik Willis, right? And. People are like, oh, Malik Willis go number two overall. That guy didn't go to the third round. Doesn't really then get drafted like the fifth round or something. And Pickett went twenty four overall. Like, yeah, it's just they the Steelers took him because there was nobody else and they needed a quarterback, right? And he was from Pitt. It's a cool story, but I guarantee you, in any other draft, it'd be like, oh no, we're not taking this guy. All right, suit yourself, man. I'm just saying. I think what there's I'm a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. A lot of teams that are in bad do. situations they need quarterbacks. We're not gonna be happy. With and them. we like. I, I don't understand, Kenji. Hear me out. L- listen to me. We, we've we looked at the top ten, the top even like eight, and we know three or four of them need quarterback. We know that. All right. We got, we got, we got the commanders, yep. the Patriots, that was to the Giants, mm-hmm. the Falcons. There four. You go. That's four. That's four. Williams, May, Penix, Daniels. Four right there, bam, in the top eight. And you're telling me that the rest of the top of the, the other 22 teams in the league don't need, or I guess 32 teams. So the, the, I don't think the, they're gonna. I can't. I can't. You're telling me the remaining 24 teams in the league aren't gonna take two quarterbacks, even like somebody at the end of a deal. Like, I mean, okay, I Saints, can see Saints. Derek Carr is getting old. They want a young guy to go sit behind him. Sam, almost like saying Derek Carr, they're stuck with him for another at least, I think, at least three years with heavy cap, and then I think they can maybe cut him in the fourth year, which is still too far away. I think so because they need Saints a lot. Screwed. They need O line so bad. They have. It's not just Derek Carr. Derek Carr is playing terrible, but there's so many other things that are playing terribly. Sure, but they also have weapons too. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Chris Olave is the only one that's healthy. Alvin Kamara, he can't run the ball because that old line's trash. Like he's he hasn't right. had a single hundred yard rushing game this year because that old line's trash. 
So yes, the Saints could take a quarterback, maybe. Denver, yes. Um, yep, Denver. Let's see. I could see Pittsburgh, but I don't think they will. Yeah. I could see a lot of teams no, needing it later. I don't know. Tampa? Um, no, I think Tampa's they're, – they're a two-year-old Baker, and I think Baker's shown enough for them to, for them to stick around. All right. Well, okay, there's like five on. or six big teams that could probably really need a quarterback. And there's, a, there's like five or six, you know, first-round caliber quarterbacks. Well, they might not – that's probably not where they deserve to go because there's other players that are better all around. But that's probably just what it comes out to, huh? But when you have a need, you're gonna go after it. We see it every year. Teams get desperate and they trade up, take a quarterback, or they reach on a quarterback. And without yeah. without question, these guys, they're not all gonna hit. There's gonna be like two that hit, and the rest are gonna be career backups or fall out of the league. That's Who do you think is the, the biggest hit out of that? Caleb Williams. Who's guaranteed to hit. You think Caleb's guaranteed to hit? I feel like Drake May's better to actually hit. It depends. Caleb on, could not yeah. figure. Could he, could, Caleb has the chance of not being able to figure out how to be a pocket passer correctly, right? That's his biggest thing. Is he he can't he doesn't make the right read or he he tries to go outside the pocket and do too much. Yeah. Right. Drake May's a great pocket passer. Like mm-hmm. his weaknesses are a lot less obvious, but his strengths are a lot less obvious as well. Okay. And so I would say. Probably Drake May is like the most safest quarterback you go, but Drake May, not Drake May, um, Caleb has the biggest, clear Caleb has the biggest, biggest ceiling by yeah, far. Yeah, by a mile, right? Yeah. Because of what he can do athletically. Yep. I mean, he's he has a ceiling. You look at him and you're like, he's the only player I think whose comp is Patrick Mahomes. That's it. Yeah. I can't think of any other quarterback ever, or even Pat Mahomes, who you compare Pat to. And you're like, yeah, this guy is the next biggest thing. And Williams, while he might have had his struggles in college, and USC had a horrid defense, and they had injuries, and Lincoln Riley just not, yeah. But regardless, you, think, you look uh, at him and you say he he can be that kind of guy. Do you think – I saw his backup came in for that bowl game and, like, balled out. Do you think he that it does anything? No, I don't think it does anything. I was surprised. We saw Caleb. We've seen out. Caleb for now two years at, o, at USC and then one year at Oklahoma. He's a freak talent. Is he, anyway. is he a senior or is he a junior? I don't know. I don't care. We're moving on. Okay. We have the national championship. We're gonna go. We're gonna fly through this really fast. National championship on Monday, which also happens to be my birthday. So, thanks for the birthday wishes, Kenji. He almost forgot my, when my birthday was. Uh, no, what? He almost did. However, what's your pick for the bowl, for the national championship? You saw both teams play the other night. You you don't really have a clue about college football, so I'm curious what you think watching both teams play premier programs, and then we'll. Uh, Break it down. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious Michigan does not deserve to be there because of really? how poorly they played. Do you see how many special team errors they had? I think they like did. six of them. They did. It played, honestly, Alabama lost the game. Michigan did not win the game. Michigan had one good drive at the end, and that was literally – which is great because that's the most important drive. But Alabama's athletes just stuck. They Their did. Alabama's offense just, just kind of crapped the bed. It was like it was hard to watch an Alabama team play like that. Yeah, <laughs> so used to something else. But uh, I think I was I was so impressed by TCU. I was Washington. not impressed by Texas. Washington. Sorry, Washington. Washington. Why is TCU? Where's the horn? Where's the clown horn? Yes. Shut up. Yep. But. <laughs> 
I don't want to say like, oh my gosh, these uh, Washington's going to blow out Michigan, like because I don't want to look like an idiot, but like I do think Washington's a better football team, and I think Penix is. Okay, I think McCarthy, if, and I if think I can interject, I think your inexperience is showing here. Michigan pushed around Alabama. They did. While they had horrid special teams blunders, and no team deserves to win with the caliber of special teams blunders that they had. Most kicks. Alabama though. Alabama is a great team. Alabama is a great program. Well, albeit, albeit this Alabama team is not as good as maybe previous Bama teams. They were very one-dimensional on offense. They're they weren't as good in the trenches. But Michigan, you can't deny, for most of that game, pushed Alabama around on the offensive line and defensive line. They did. They did. Milrow was getting sacked like nobody's business in the first half. And the but second that half, offense did nothing, score. though. Michigan's offense did nothing. I know, but Bama's got, a, Bama's got a decent decent skill players on the defensive side, and they got a good defensive line. They always do. That's true. Texas matched up really poorly against Washington. The best, the strength of Washington is their passing attack, of course. And Texas's big glaring hole on defense is pass defense. They stink at pass defense. Michigan is top three in the country in pass defense, and I think Texas was like 94th. And... I think that that'll just show. I think it's going to be completely different. There's a corner to watch out for. His name's Will Johnson. He was a little bit banged up when he played Ohio State and Marvin Harrison Jr. But he he's not draft eligible. When he is, he will go in the first round. I guarantee it. But he'll Michigan. be matched up against a Dunze, huh? For Michigan, uh, Michigan's corner, Will Johnson. Um, he'll be matched okay. up on a Dunze, and he was shadowing uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. when they played Ohio State. He's good, and they'll need him to have a big day. Uh, I think it's just going to be – I think the pockets and the holes that Penix was able to find within the Texas defense will not be there for Michigan. I think there will be tighter holes uh, that he has to throw the ball into, and I think he will have less time to throw. Because that that Washington O-line is really good, but they have some guards that are looking at getting taken in the first round. Like They got some dudes up front. I don't know if that will be the same case against Michigan because we saw what they did against Alabama. They were they kind of manhandled that line of scrimmage and say what you will about the special teams blunders. It's kind of impressive that they had they did they played so bad on every front on special teams. But they were able to win the game and they kind of pushed them around on the trenches on the offensive and defensive side. They just McCarthy wasn't that special. The receivers weren't weren't were covered. And then on defense, uh, Alabama was really one dimensional and completely reliant on Jalen Milrow. If I had the, I mean, Michigan is favored by four right now, according oh, to all the sports books. Michigan's favored by four, which is more than they were favored by Alabama, against Alabama. They were favored by two, two and a half against Alabama. I'm taking Washington to cover because I think Washington can get pushed around at the line and still win a game because of the the explosiveness of that offense. That's my pick. And I want to see Washington win so the Pac-12 can go out well. I don't even know what that means, but I hope Washington wins too because I would oh, like to won. see Washington go out more. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Now we got to talk NFL. We talked a lot about college football and even a little bit about the draft, but we're going we're gonna to move, transition and to national football. I knew nothing about college football. I'm this is where he knows. Mind. I mean, the show is called Two Guys, One Mike, No Clue, and I think people understand why it says no clue when you, we talk college football with you. That's me right there. Yep. So, I mean, where do, where do you want to start first, Kenji? Because we've got a lot of things. We have Dolphins-Bills Sunday night for the division. We have so let's Texans. talk about the games first, and then we'll talk okay. about the fun stuff. Okay, sure. Games first. Dolphins-Bills Sunday night football for the division. 
Bills winning and they're the number two seed. Dolphins winning they're the number two seed. Bills, if they lose, can also be eliminated. And if the Dolphins Which is lose, crazy. If the Dolphins lose, there's a chance that they would fall down to the sixth seed and get a crazy good matchup uh, in Kansas City um, in the first round. But that's neither here nor there. What do you want to see? What are you excited about? I mean, I think it more comes down to. It's like, it's hard because I want to like Tua and I want to like the Dolphins, but they do seem to just crumble, right? Like, they yeah. just. And yes, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, I'm sure Tariq's not healthy yet. Um, their O line is. If Teron Armstead's not playing, the O line is not the same. And it's just, I don't know. But I think this game means more for the Bills than it does for the Dolphins. Because the Dolphins are in the playoffs no matter what. Mm -hmm. It would help them to win the game, of course, because you want to win the division. Um, But it's so obvious that when they play against good teams, they just can't keep up, right? They're just... The Dolphins? Yeah, it's... I mean, the Cowboys game, I don't buy it because the Cowboys and the Dolphins are the same. Everyone's like... I agree. Good teams... Uh, I don't really know. Um, and so I hope the Bills win it because I want to see the Bills make a run this year. Bills are favored by two and a half. I think that's good. In Miami. It really does come down to it's, – it's just Josh Allen, right? It's it's either Josh Allen will win the game or lose the game. Not not by saying to win the game he has to throw four touchdowns and 300 yards. He just has to play good, clean football, right? Yeah. Against the Cowboys, he played good, clean football. He let the team do the thing. He 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 wasn't the reason they lost, right? As long as Josh is not the reason they lose, like I think the Bills are fine because the team loves him, organization loves him, everyone trusts him. As long as he doesn't play like he did Week One against the Jets, which just tries to play hero ball for no reason, I think the Bills should win, and I think they'll make a run for it. Okay. I mean, I it's... Think the Bills. I think Josh Allen is the closest, is the only one that has a chance of actually getting pretty close against the Ravens. Just because of Ravens? what he can do. Yeah. Just like okay. what he can do personally. Because when you play the Ravens, that defense is crazy, right? Yes. You have to be, I would say, a freak athlete to almost do anything in that. in that Because their pocket's collapsing. They're covering great downfield. Yeah. You have to be, I think, Superman right now, especially with the morale that they have and the confidence they have. They're playing better, right? Yeah. It's like in Madden. Like when, you get, when you're playing good, your teams get boosted morale and your overall goes up. That's what's yep. going on, I think, with the Ravens, right? They just get great role players doing their job, just like Bill Belichick says in that Super Bowl. Just do your job. That's what the Ravens got. But I think Josh Allen has the best chance. Okay. After I was saying that, that he could beat them because that team is playing fantastic. But I think Josh Allen does have the best chance of actually. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to note this game will is at night. So you stay out of the Miami Sun. Um, so I think that's a big, that's always good for Miami. Miami always plays good in that day, that day game, Sunday, early sun. Uh, and Buffalo is three and four away. They're three and four on the road. So they don't have a good road. They don't have a good road record, but they're also red hot. They won what four or five in a row. Um, Buffalo is white hot coming into this game favored by two and a half. The over under is 48 and a half. Uh, I think this has all the signs of a shootout. Um, I, I think this so. has like I think this has like the 38 32 written all over it uh, and I would I would love a ball game like that for like the season finale the regular season finale of the National Football League I would love a shootout uh, I, as of note 
right now, how can the Bills miss the playoffs? I think this is important. A Buffalo loss and the Steelers and Jaguars both win. The Bills are out. Um, so Steelers play a Ravens team that is resting everybody, and the Steelers are fighting for a playoff spot. So that's important. Pittsburgh's favored by three in that game. Uh, and then what was the other one? T- Jaguars, Titans. Jacksonville's favored by three and a half. Is Lawrence healthy, Kenji? Do you know? No, he's not playing. CJ Beathard's playing. Beathard's playing. Yeah, and Jaguars are nine and seven. So, And they're favored at Tennessee. I know Tennessee is still feels like they have a lot to play for, and Rabel will have them ready to go. But have you seen how many a- games in a row they've lost? Jags or Titans? Yeah, I think they've lost like four games in a row now. Beathard stinks. However, I, I I think there's a reason – like there's not an unrealistic chance that the Bills miss the playoffs. They will know by that night whether what their destiny is. It'll be like if the Steelers win on Saturday and then Titans uh, – or I guess Jaguars win on Sunday or Sunday morning, then by Sunday night the Bills will be like, okay, well, if we lose, we're out, and if we win, we're mm-hmm. in. Uh, and the Dolphins will be like, well, even if we lose, we'll still be the five or six seed. We just have to go on the road. Uh, and I think that just kind of will incite a different kind of – I think the line will shift. Like the who gets – who's favored will shift based on what happens, you know, um, because I think that there's so many moving parts with this. But it makes for some great football. It makes for really good entertainment. I mean, under no so other circumstance – Playoff, Josh. Yeah, under no other circumstance would I watch – Titans Jaguars at 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning, but because it has a direct impact with the nightcap, I'll be mm-hmm. watching. I'll be watching. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm stoked. Well, we will move on then from the Week 18 schedule. Uh, let's talk the Bears' future at quarterback. Um, a lot of the stuff that's come out in the last week. Uh, DJ Moore vouched for his quarterback to the media. The Bears fans were chanting Justin Fields. They're just, Fields, Fields, Fields at the game last week, which, by the way, beating the Falcons, which are a dome team, in the snowy weather in Chicago in, I guess, in December, not super Taylor impressive. Heineke playing. Yeah. Right, not super impressive in my opinion. So if you're going to point to that win and be like, that's why you need to keep him, I don't know about that, but I'm curious your thoughts as to what the Bears are going to do at quarterback because they have a conundrum on their hands. It's a very hard situation because there's a lot that goes into it, and I won't try and just ramble on about kajillion things. But, like, if you believe in Justin Fields, we've talked, we've talked about this before. If you believe in Justin Fields, that means you can trade down from the number one overall pick, and everyone knows the number one overall pick especially this year, I would say, means a ton, right? Last year, Carolina gave up three first-round picks, two first-round picks, and two and a wide receiver number one, and another two, right? I mean, I can't remember because it was an insane amount from, to come from 9 to one And that was for Bryce Young, right? Caleb Williams and Drake May would be the one and two last year's draft, right? And then Bryce, and then CJ, and then Anthony, then Levis. So... That just shows you how great these guys are, and I would say the draft capital will be way more for any team to draft up there. Probably around the same amount, honestly. Even if you were, in, like, even if the Giants tried trading up, I think they would have to give up a good amount of picks, and I would say even a player probably. So it's yeah, it's a so lot. Definitely for reference. So the the Panthers moved up from nine to one last year, and in return, the Bears only sent number one to the Panthers. The Panthers sent the number nine picker they used on Darnell Wright. 
uh, a second round pick in last year's draft, Tyreek Stevenson, this upcoming year's first round pick, a 2025 second round pick, and DJ Moore. Um, so, I mean, if you want to draw up an equivalent trade, I'm not going to try to do that mentally really fast, but essentially, no matter where you're coming from, and we think Bryce Young is worth less than trading up to number one for Caleb Williams, that's a huge asking price from no matter where you're picking from. No matter where you're picking from, it's a massive ask. Uh, I'm curious to see how it goes. I think the Bears are in a great spot. I think they can, I think you trade field, in my opinion, you trade, or you not trade fields, you trade the pick. You keep fields for one more year. You trade the pick, you get a bunch of capital, some in this year's draft, a bunch in next year's draft in 26 too. Uh, and you essentially just build up that team around him one last time. You see exactly what he has. Now he's kind of been on a hot streak. Like he's played well this second half of this year. Uh, the team clearly is buying into him. You don't want to get in a spot where you bring in a new quarterback and then all the receivers are pissed. You let go of the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you keep fields for one more year. You just stack up on draft capital. And then worst comes to worst, you sneak again. You get the number one overall pick. You take another quarterback. You know, uh, That's my take on it. That's what I think. What do you think they should do? I think, yeah, what they can gain from trading that number one pick is ways, like ways, like it, it's just too much to to take a chance. On I agree. Fields is a great athlete, right? I mean, the guy has a great arm. We've all seen that throw that he makes in college where he just slings it to Chris Olave for a kajillion yards. And it's like, this guy is, has a beautiful arm and he can yep. run fast. He's athletic. He just has had a really bad start to the year. I mean, to the, to his career because of bad coaching, right? The team's yeah. been terrible. There's been no supporting cast. They finally get DJ Moore. It looks better. Now they just need more pieces, right? Is Ibuki's out next I would week? Say, Romeo Dunze, if he's there at nine, you got to take him, right? Or if you if you draft down to five, maybe the Giants try to up to number one, right? Taking Romeo Dunze. If the Patriots want to draft up to number one and switch your spots. I would say, say, deal. Take Marvin Harrison. Imagine that team, right? You change everything, and you get a future first-round pick. If Fields doesn't work out, draft another quarterback. Yeah, right? so I'm with I it. think there's just too much to gain out of trading that first-round pick, especially when you're still not 100% sure on Justin Fields because yes. the organization has failed him. Yes. I think if it were in a spot where you knew you were out on Fields, it's a no-brainer. You take Williams 1-1. But because you're in a spot where you're in, like in this limbo phase, I think mm-hmm. I think you roll the dice, you get a massive bag for the number one overall pick, and then you just run it back next year. You have still have DJ Moore, you'll draft some more young guys. Darno Wright is coming like you have all your young tackles, O line coming back. Give them a chance. I don't know what they'll do with Eberflus, whether they'll have a new coach or offensive guy or whatever it may be, but I think you gotta run it back. Yeah. With and just gotta take the defense, because Monte Sweat has made a huge difference, right? He's been good since they signed him, yeah. for them. They just need linebacker help still because Edmonds is not a number one linebacker. He's he's a great two, I think, right? Yeah. They still need something else. They need interior defensive line, and they need secondary. They need everything. They need yeah. another pass rusher. So mm-hmm. use those other draft capital to get defensive players, which there are a good couple of them this year. There's, there should be some in free agency. Fix that defense. Get another receiver. Maybe get another. Maybe get a better running back because Herbert's just not working out. Because I don't know, he seems hurt all the time. <laughs> figure, yeah. figure it out. Figure out what you're gonna be, and then just go all in. They gotta go all in this offseason. 
to okay. get Fields' best chance to win. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to our final topic, we're gonna we're we're trying to keep these episodes nice little like. 35, 40 minutes. Make sure everybody gets back on with their day. This is great timing, by the way. Good pace. Kenji, I'm real proud of you. Hand up accountability. Um, but uh, I just want to hear the matchups you're most excited or would most like to see in the playoffs. Like the most, like ones that are going to garner ratings, good quarterbacks, former teams, all sorts of things like that. I know we touched on it earlier. Just to kind of kickstart the conversation, if Miami loses this game and Cleveland wins, then mm-hmm. Cleveland will leapfrog Miami. Uh, and Miami will go down to the six seed. Cleveland will go to the five. And that means that Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins will travel to Kansas City next week for the first round of the playoffs, which will be an amazing game. And Kansas City, really, I'm not scared of them at all. But I'm curious, Kenji. What do you think is going to happen? What would you like most like to see? I would. Like from... From all of NFL? Yeah, playoff matchups. You know, the ones, the realistic ones. Don't tell me you want to see the Giants play the, Eagle, the you know, Patriots or something. What I really want to see, I want to see, I want to see Ravens and Niners play in the Super Bowl. Again, okay. I would love to see that again. But I would also like to see Ravens and the Bills play. But I do think the Ravens are a better team because they have more pieces. Everything has to go through M&T Bank. That's going to be a loud stadium. They're going to be ready to go. They haven't had a bunch of home playoff games there in a long time. Yeah. So, and you know Harbaugh will have those guys ready. I hope so. In the end, like to me, I'm just excited to see if Lamar Jackson is different now, right? Like, can he actually – can he – because it's, it's all on him, right? If he plays good in the playoffs, and it, let's say he comes out right after the bye week and he, he just, just demolishes the team, I'll be like, okay, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, but if he's still kind of iffy, I'd be like, okay, maybe there is a chance for another team. But if if the Ravens come out and if Lamar single handedly can win that game or at least show flashes like he's not phased anymore, I'd be like, yeah, this is this is what team he's MVP. Like, there's no doubt. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I would love. I'm excited to see what they do all do with the buys because uh, Kyle Shanahan came to the press yesterday and mm-hmm. said that. Uh, it's not good for people to have two weeks off, but he also said he's yeah. resting Purdy and McCaffrey this week. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm curious to see. I think that first half of the divisional round, whatever whoever they're playing, I think they might there might be a little rust to shake off. And I think with the Ravens, it'll be something similar. I don't know if they'll just blow out whoever they play in the first round. It might be like we'll have to skate away with a win. Um, although I would love to see like Browns Ravens. Uh, Flacco revisits Baltimore after all these years. You know, I think that would be a fun matchup. Uh, that'd be that'd be awesome. It'd but be so fun, wouldn't it? I I don't think I think the Browns would get slaughtered. The, well, listen, really, you think the Browns would get slaughtered? I I think because of Joe Flacco, they would get slaughtered. I think Flacco really would throw too many picks. Okay, I would think so. I don't think Lamar would win the game because I think that defense is too good. Like their defense is fantastic. The Browns defense is so good. And they've kept the Ravens close every game. They beat okay. them, I think, with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but Flacco's—they're so, playing better with Flacco than they did with Watson all year. Flacco is just like he—he's a gunslinger, right? It's either you get the best or you get the. But worst. he fits in, man. He—he—they—it's working. I mean, they have, they, they they have Stefanski. Stefanski's a great coach. They have an elite defense, and Flacco's playing at an elite clip. I think there's a there's a world where throw, Cleveland, he turns the ball over a lot. I right, think Cleveland, Cleveland will get to the divisional round if Miami wins this weekend 
and uh, they remain the sixth seed. If, if Cleveland remains the sixth seed, because then they play at Kansas City, I think that's a horrible matchup for the Chiefs, and I think the, the Browns will walk out of there with a win. I really do. I think Joe Flacco yeah, beats Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Though. I think they beat them, man. I think the Chiefs are the weakest they've ever been, ever. That's true, and that's just that's just the organization kind of letting letting yeah. the season down a little bit. Really yeah, fast. I mean, go ahead. Oh no, I'm just saying, like, um, if the Browns and Ravens play, it'll be more about Joe Flacco than I think Lamar. Okay, like, it'll be I, really fast. Joe Flacco can okay. Gut reaction. No, I, I completely understand what you're saying, but I really want to get to this topic. Okay. Gut reaction. Packers, Cowboys play each other. Uh, Mike McCarthy plays his former team in Dallas. You think that'd be you think that'd be a good game? Would you watch that game? Oh, 100%. I watched yeah, you watch that game. Packers okay. in the playoffs. I'd watch them. Rams at Lions first round as well. Oh, you watch that game? Matthew Stafford goes back it. to Detroit. Oh, yeah. You're watching oh, that game. Rams are going to win, I think, that one. Detroit's really good at home, but maybe, maybe. All right. Detroit's defense sucks. That's all I wanted to touch on with the with the potential playoff matchups. This time next week, we'll know exactly what games we're getting, and we're gonna have a lot to talk about on those matchups. But oh, yeah. to wrap this whole thing up, Kenji wants to talk about a conspiracy theory. He's a big conspiracy theorist. The moon landing was fake. The Earth is flat. Whoa, whoa, you... whoa! God isn't real. <laughs> but. Uh, you mentioned this to me. I don't know much about it, so I want so I'm putting you on your soapbox. This is the end of the episode. We'll cut out right after this. What's what what uh, conspiracy theory are you talking about today? I know the Epstein list just came out. What do you? I mean, is this related to that or? No, it's not. But it's funny because okay, he, let's hear it. Everyone's freaking out about Aaron Rodgers saying that Jimmy Kimmel's on the Epstein list. Oh yeah, that's true. Hilarious. Unintended Hilarious. said that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But that's not what I'm talking about. Rogers on the McAfee show was like, hey, check out the last three Super Bowl banners, including this year's. Mm-hmm. Right? And he goes, tell me what the colors they are. Mm. And then he says, tell me what teams played in them. So I don't know these numbers. Do you know these numbers? Uh, the graphic you sent me? Yeah. Uh, so Bengals and Rams. 56, 57, 58, I think that's what they are. So the Bengals and Rams one. Bengals Rams played in 56. is orange and yellow. Then the Eagles and Chiefs is like green and red. And then this year's, it's purple and red. So Rodgers was like, it's 49ers-Ravens Super Bowl this year. And he's like, it better be Jet Green next year. It's like (laughs) all he said. But it's just like kind of funny to think like, like and of course it's not true because you can't yeah. plan that out really. Because, but that is funny though. That's really it is crazy how that works, isn't yeah. it? It's I'm wild. looking at the graphic right now. Anybody that's curious, you can go look at the thumbnail from Pat McAfee show. You can just look up the previous Super Bowl logos and the teams playing in them. And yeah, say Rogers weighs in on Super Bowl conspiracy. Yeah, they have Bengals, Bengals, Rams. It's the top is like a, a crimson orange, and then the bottom is yellow for all my for all our listeners out there. And then uh, fifty seven, it's green on the top of LVII, and then red on the bottom for the Chiefs and uh, Eagles. And then this one, it's LVIII for fifty eight, and red on the top of the letters and purple on the bottom of the letters. Niners Ravens. Um, that's crazy. That's super cool. 
Freaky, isn't it? Freaky. Interesting. So now I'm going to pay attention to every single one of them every year when it comes out. I know. Yeah, I got to do a little sizzle. That's a little sizzle. Because what if it does come true this year? How wild would that be? Dude, they'd have to make next year's logo like just gray. Cool. It'd be hilarious. I'm be curious so of the funny. ones before because I'm sure it's not true. But like, it's just funny how that worked out. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. I I know 50 was that like the big 5 0. Those Broncos, Panthers. But I don't know. Whatever. Super fascinating. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Um, that's going to do it for our show today. Uh, this is a really fun one, honestly. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, a lot of great games this weekend. Make sure to watch uh, two NFL games tomorrow, Ravens, Steelers, and then the full slate on Sunday, including uh, Dolphins, Bills as the nightcap. And then, of course, Monday, January 8th, that is the national championship for college football. So you'll see a lot of guys that are going to try to raise their draft stock on Monday night. Um, and then, of course, we will know the playoff matchups by Sunday evening. So, um, yeah. Anything you, any last thing you want to say, Kenji, before we uh, head out and uh, get ready for the week? Remember, my opinions are trash. Don't forget. Okay. My opinions are always wrong. I have terrible opinions. Everything I say is always wrong. Lamar Jackson's winning that. MVP. Lamar Jackson's winning MVP. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you guys next week.